Good morning everyone! I thought that I would tell you a little bit about chocolate today and mainly because yesterday was the International Day of Chocolate but also because I promised you an episode where I dig a little bit deeper into the world of chocolate which will happen more and more because as uh, you know and for all of you new listeners I'm the chocolate crazy person and it's a big part of my life it's my passion it's my go-to for happiness and uh, it's also something that I do for a living part-time but still going strong and the most common question that I get when people hear that how much I love chocolate it's where did it start why did you focus on chocolate? Where did your passion come from? It's a question I've asked myself many times as well. And sometimes I still find it difficult to really find the answer. Chocolate has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. As a kid, it was my go-to candy. We mainly had candy and sweets on Saturdays, the typical Swedish lördagsgodis. Saturday's candy and I always went for chocolate. I remember standing in the chocolate aisles or chocolate I see that's what my, that was what my focus in the candy aisle of the grocery stores looking at everything being impossible at deciding mom telling me to hurry up to choose something or or it would have to do and I couldn't. I can re- relate to that today as well where it's Should I have this one or that one? What should be my chocolate today? I'm still indecisive, but with a whole different focus. I don't necessarily like candy anymore. It's too sweet for me, but I do like chocolate. Even sweet chocolate, such as white chocolate, milk chocolate. And I will tell you more about the differences of these kinds of chocolate later on. But first I will try to sum up how my passion for chocolate started. Yes, as a kid I ate chocolate candy, but that's not a passion. Kids eat candy and even though chocolate was my favorite, it's not the beginning. It started later when I realized that it's a, it's a handicraft, it's something creative. Someone actually makes this and it combines with my whole interest for pastries and baking. Somewhere around high school I realized that I can make chocolate truffles on my own and I remember the first time it was around Christmas a really stressful year in high school too much to handle both in school and private every life of a teenager I think you all remember there was just too much going on. I found some recipes on how to make chocolate truffles and I just got busy in the kitchen and I lost track of time. I lost all the, of this stress about school and about all of my other issues. I focused on these truffles, on what flavors to use and then there was the wait. You had to wait. Uh, I, I think I waited three hours before I started to roll them and added the 
finishing touches. And I had these chocolates in my mind. Instead of stressing about schoolwork, I was in chocolate mode. This is where it all started. When I realized that something I enjoy this much can create joy for other people. It can give me a peace of mind and it's also something that I will enjoy to eat and to develop what flavors to use, how to decorate them. In the beginning, it was only truffles that I just coated in chocolate and maybe in chili flakes or coconut flakes or sugars or cinnamon. And later on, I actually started to buy molds and temper chocolate even before I went to any classes, even before I looked it up in any um, serious, serious schoolwork. I saw a video in a museum how they did chocolate and I read an, an article in an, in, an, in an interesting food magazine and I tried to temper chocolate on my own. Tempering chocolate for those of you who doesn't know, it's one of the key things when it comes to chocolate making. It was, It is what makes the chocolate come out of the mold, both for chocolate bars or truffles. And it gives the shininess to the chocolate and it gives a snap. If you've ever been to a chocolate tasting, we can tell you to break the chocolate piece in two and listen for the snap. It also makes sure that the chocolate is uh, well balanced. Everyone who's left chocolate and forgotten about chocolate or left it out in the sun will notice that it gets a bit gray. It can look a little bit dusty. It can have random shapes and patterns of white grayish strikes. And that means that the temper of the chocolate is coming off. And the cocoa butter which is the natural fat of the cocoa bean, is coming out of the chocolate. So it doesn't mean that the chocolate is going bad. It's just a change of humidity and temperature that the chocolate is reacting to. It's just a chemical process from when the, the, um, the molecules of the cocoa butter, when they come out of what we call tempered chocolate. And that's the crystallization of the, of the molecules that we want to get this shiny, beautiful chocolate with a perfect melt in the tongue. And it's, it's the key thing. The first time I tried to do it, it wasn't, the, it wasn't perfect. Most of the chocolates came out of the mold. The second time... I tried to go a little bit crazy since I love to be creative and add patterns and I think that's where I lost it my first time when I tried to do both white chocolate and dark chocolate in one mold. Now I know the techniques. If you have any questions just write to us on Instagram, send us an email, but it is tricky and you have to fail a couple of times. And depending on the temperature in the room, the humidity outside, it changes. And for all of you trying and starting out, it's okay to fail multiple times. It, it constantly happens. Chocolate is a very 
unique thing to work with and you never know quite how it will end out, end up in the end of the day. But I remember this time when I was so happy looking at the chocolates from the outside of the mold. I use a see-through plastic mold so I saw that ah, you will have these black strikes in the white. Beautiful. And then they didn't come out. And I was so sad. I remember asking my brother to really slam the mold in the table to try to get them to come off, which meant that they broke. I was sad, but they tasted delicious. And uh, since then I've learned uh, through many, many tries how to properly temper chocolate. This is the key. And this is the foundation of my chocolate passion. Discovering this space where I could be both creative, full of experiment and sharing something with other people. That's where my chocolate passion really, really began. And then it's just grown stronger and stronger through experiments, through traveling, meeting other people and sharing my joy of chocolate. Helping people understand the difference between this chocolate and that chocolate. Which brings me to the other topic I promised to bring up today. Milk chocolate, white chocolate, dark chocolate. All you need to make dark chocolate is cocoa beans and sugar. You mix those two together. You grind them until they mix properly so that you get a chocolate that melts well in the mouth and gives you the smoothest and richness that the chocolate maker is looking for. Obviously, it depends on the maker and depends on what kind of chocolate they want, the kind of beans that they've been using. Milk chocolate, on the other hand, you need to add milk in the form of milk powder. It's added into the process. It usually ends up with a higher percentage of sugar and a lower percentage of the actual cocoa bean. Although there's a trend, and I really love this trend, with dark milk chocolates. So you still have a large amount of cocoa beans, maybe some added cocoa butter, the one, the, the fat I told you about before that you have in the cocoa bean, and a smaller amount of sugar. So you get a rich chocolate flavor, but you still have that creamy milkiness. So it's super delicious. When you see a dark chocolate bar, go for it, try it. It's a great way to extend your chocolate experience. And for someone who's scared of the bitterness in a dark chocolate, it's a great way to start. To finish off today's episode, I'll just mention white chocolate. Some people say it's chocolate, some people say it's not. White chocolate is cocoa butter milk powder and sugar. So they've extracted the cocoa butter from the cocoa bean. And what you have left then would be the cocoa powder, for example, where you have the dryness and all of the flavor and the color of the cocoa bean. Whereas the fat of the cocoa bean is super healthy. That's why you use it in a lot of skin t skincare products and, and so on. But you use just that fat and then sugar. 
So the key thing for a white chocolate is that you look at the ingredients list so that there's no other vegetable fats in there. You don't need that. Cocoa, cocoa butter and sugar. And then you've got a real white chocolate. So it's still part of the cocoa bean, but it's just a different process and a completely different flavor. So with that, I'll leave you for the, the weekend. I'm off later on today to visit Anna Sara, a bit up north in Sweden. I'm super excited. I'm looking forward to some great food. And I'll hope you all have a chocolately delicious weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye.